um, I don't know when it was, like last week or two weeks ago, there was, um, Ozzy and I were outside playing tennis, and while we were playing tennis, I saw this dog, like, running around, um, this pond that I have at, um, you know, at, at the apartment complex that mm-hmm. I live in, and, um, right now there's a bunch of, like, geese and ducks and everything, and the dog was just, like, outside going nuts, like, chasing all mm. these birds, and, like... He was, like, getting so excited every time he would get close to a bird. At one point, he, like, literally jumped into the pond to try to get a bird. I was like, dang, this dog is nuts. I know. And I was like, and he was, he was pretty cute, too. He was like, um, I don't know. He he was like a medium-sized dog. He kind of looked like a pit bull mix of something. He had little, he was all brown, but he had little white paws and then a little white snout. Uh, So he's super cute. And then, you know, we were, like, watching him for a little bit, and then we noticed that, like, oh, no one's, like, calling after him. No one's trying to claim him. And I was like, well, it's up to me. <laughs> of course. You always take it on yourself to to find those animals. <laughs> yes. Yep. And so I, like, ran inside, and I, you know, I tried to get some, some cheese and some cat food, and I was like, gotta lure this dog in. <laughs> And so we went outside to go, like, try and get him, and he was, like, he was, like, super energetic, and so he just kind of, like, sprinted away from us. Yeah. And I was, like, oh, no, this is going to be a pain in the ass. And we kind of, like, kind of got him cornered, and um, he just, like, sat back and, like, barked his head off, like, mm-hmm. trying to, like, looking at us, like, oh, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, I don't like this. And, you know, when we got closer, we saw that he obviously, like, didn't have a collar, and we're like, okay, well, this is going to be a kind of a bitch. And so we like, you know, we're just like throwing some food out towards him. And mm-hmm. he would go and like get the food and get like one foot within us. And then, you know, we slightly try to go over towards him. Then he'd spaz out and run away. And we're like, oh, no. And so these like people around the apartment complex kept like walking up and like trying to see what we were doing. And a lot mm-hmm. of people were walking their dogs and... Um, this dog was, like, really interested in other dogs. Like, he would go up and, like, sniff the other dogs and, like, try to play with them. And so, you know, we're asking these people, hey, can you, like, try to use your dog to, like, lure this dog into the... Because there's, like, a little dog play area at the apartment complex. So, we're like, can we try to do this? But then, like, once we, like, the, the dog um, play place was, like, you know... All the way on the other side of the complex, so oh, it was gonna yeah, be you like have to push him a all long... the way over there. Yeah, yeah. And so as soon as we got started, he would walk a little bit, but then he would like turn around and find interest in something else. And they're like, oh, okay, this isn't working. And so we we're outside for quite a while, just you know, working on this dog. Uh, another uh, set of individuals came out and was um helping us too and the 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 woman like brought out a little thing of water and the dog like drank the water and so like it was eating and drinking and so we were happy about that but we're like yeah there's no way we can just get this dog on their own our own and so I called animal control and I was like hey we have this dog um can you help us catch him and my full intent was for them to bring him to the animal control place just to capture him so that I could adopt him. Because <laughs> I was like, nope, this is my responsibility now. I just need someone to catch him and then I'll, I'll follow through on the rest. And um, so I was like, yep, can you just come in and get him and, and whatever. And so they uh, respond and they're like, oh yeah, we'll be out there in a little bit. And at this point, we we're already like trying to catch the dog for like 
two hours. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we're like, okay. And so we were waiting and waiting on the animal control. And it was like, and the dog was still like barking its head off because, you know, we were still kind of close to it. Mm-hmm. And then like people all around the apartment complex were like, what's this dog doing? Did you call animal control? And then these kids started to like, this whole like group of like, I know, like, eight kids came out on their bikes, and they, like, started trying to, like, uh, see what was going on with the dog. And then at that point, it was, like, an hour later, the animal control guy finally showed up. And I was like, okay, good. And then um, the the guy, like, sees where we're at, and he comes over to try to go get the dog. And then these stupid fucking kids go over to the dog, and they're like, oh, we're just going to go and try to calm him down. I was like... No, don't do that. Like, I've been trying to calm this fucking dog down for three hours now. Like, you're not going to calm him down. They're like, oh, no, I'm just going to try. And then they start going closer to the dog. The dog books it. And the dog, like, completely runs away. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. And then, so, then the stupid kids, like, they piss off. And um, then the the animal control guy, like, gets in his truck and goes, like, trying to drive around slowly to see where the dog goes. And so then I'm on foot trying to go find it with the the guy again. And, you know, we're out trying to find the dog again. And we look for ever. And then we kind of, like, reconvene. And we never found the dog again. And I was, like, just so frustrated because those dumb ass fucking kids ruined everything like oh it was the most annoying thing and so now who knows where the fuck that dog is hopefully someone else was able to like hopefully like ran into someone's backyard or something and they were able to get a hold of them and take Mm -hmm. care of them but oh i was just so annoyed at those stupid fucking kids i wasted like i invested so much time in trying to get that dog and then they just ruined it for me and i was like Wow, this is why I hate kids. They're such assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. no dog for me, unfortunately. But the funny thing is, so literally a couple days after that happened, I walk into my apartment complex and here comes this random ass cat in the hallway trying to greet me. And I was like, oh no, not again. <laughs> and then like um, some other like woman from my apartment complex is like, is this your cat? And I was like, no. And she's like, okay, because he was, like, outside of my window, and, like, I have no idea who he belongs to. And I was like, I mean, I'll, I'll put him in my apartment if you want. And she's like, oh, no, I have a cat. I'll put him in my apartment. I was like, good. I feel you. But then it turned out we found out that it was, like, one of the people in this building. It was one of their mm-hmm. cats. And he got out, and he's like, I was looking for him all over the place. I didn't know where he went. But, yeah, so that one had he, – he got returned home. But I was like, man, what's up one. with all these – yes – that one was a way better ending, but I was just like, damn, what's up with all these animals that all of a sudden become, you know, my problem? <laughs> I, I love that that woman just assumed it was your cat in the hall. Because- I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And the cat, like, I opened my door into my apartment. The cat immediately ran into my apartment. I was like, oh, what are you doing? Guess it's mine now. <laughs> yep, I'll take you. Shut the door. Oh, it was super cute and nice, though. It was such a friendly cat. Oh, uh, But I found out its name was Meow Meow. I was like, mm. why do people do that? <laughs> why do they name their cats <laughs> what they say? Yeah. Meow. Or but, you could be like yeah. Drew and just not name your cat anything ever. Oh, speaking of Drew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot another, that he's another the whole, the whole animal. Thing. Yeah, another <laughs> animal related story. 
So you know how I told you that he was like, yeah, I think I might miss the cat more than the girl mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Um, apparently the cat has been staying with him as she's trying to like, you know, find her new apartment. Cause I think right now she's at her parents' house and she's trying to find a new apartment for just herself. And, um, so the cat's staying with him, um, in the meantime, and he's trying to convince her to let him keep the cat. I was like, oh my God, dude, like, if you want an old friendly cat, there's, Millions of them at the he Humane Society. He had one, or has one. Yeah, <laughs> like he has an if old you want, friendly cat. Yeah, and if you want more than one, there's other opportunities than just taking one that already has a home. Like mm-hmm. you're just temporarily um, housing it until she finds a situation, and you're pretty much like guilt tripping her into thinking like he's happy with me. I think he should stay here. And it's like, damn, dude, just uh, let the cat go. And if you must, go adopt another cat. Like, don't take her cat. But, yeah, so he is really clinging hard to that cat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she had sublet her old apartment, right? Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. The the risk of moving in so quickly. But sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Probably for the best. (laughs) No, it's definitely for the best. But who knows? Maybe maybe he'll find love on Tinder or something. He did tell me the other day that he's he's back in the game, and I was like, okay, that was a quick quick turnaround. I know, <laughs> no I loss know. there. Apparently, he's like, he's like, I got the cat. Like I'm ready to go. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's mm. fun fun animal talk. Yeah, unfortunately, we can't really tie it into this. I know. Like Actually, you know what? I can tie it in because Ooh, the movie it, that it. we're the movie that we're watching is directed by Christopher Coppola, who, if you remember from very early on when we did our research for like the first episode, when I did the research for the first episode, yeah. <laughs> I say, Ooh. <laughs> uh, I, Christopher Coppola had a cat that would travel with him like on his motorcycle. Oh yeah, remember? That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. It all relates. It all relates. It all relates. Yeah. But we should probably introduce ourselves, because otherwise we can't yes. really get into it. Yes. All right. So I'm Jesse, And I'm Erin. And we're the Cage Queens. Hallelujah. Uh, the movie that we're talking about is Deadfall, which came out in 1993. And like I said, it was directed by Christopher Coppola, who is um, a brother of Nick Cage. I think he's the middle brother of the three uh, mm. Coppola boys. But um, one thing that I thought is because Mark has a small role in it, Nick is in the movie, and Christopher wrote and directed the movie. And then when you, and it's available on Amazon Prime, but the rental and purchase prices were the same. They were worth $3.99. So I just, dude, I, (laughs) did you rent it? I was going to, no, I said I bought it because I was like, I saw the $3.99 and I, Click purchase, and I was like, "Oh shit, that was buy." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yeah. now I can watch this again." But I know, yeah. I'm so so obviously, you buy it for three ninety nine. But I'm like, how much of that money is really go- going to them? Like, how much is going into the pocket of the Coppola boys? Yeah, of that three ninety nine. But uh, I know I mean. such a such a low price, and honestly, probably adequate for what that movie was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
So, Deadfall is basically about this guy, Joe, who is played by Michael Bean. Um, I had to look up a, a pronunciation thing so I could nice. say his last name correctly, because I was like, there's no way it's pronounced Bean, but it's it's pronounced Bean, pretty sure. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, but follows this guy, Joe, who um, he... It's, the whole thing starts out with a con going wrong. So he helps his dad extort money from people, basically. Like, they're kind of gangsters. Mm-hmm. And this job goes wrong, and his dad dies. And Joe is completely beside himself because it was his gun that, that did it. Uh, he was supposed to have the blanks, but his gun didn't have blanks. So he's torn by it. And uh, his father in his dying breath, tells him to get the cake from his brother. And he's like, well, what the fuck? So (laughs) then he goes on this journey to figure out what the cake is and to find his uncle, who he never knew he had. And all this crazy shit goes down, and you meet these characters that um, kind of try to fuck Joe along the way. And Mm -hmm. um, then the whole thing ends with a big old twist ending, and... Yep. And that was it. It was it was a movie. And I gotta say, I was lost from start <laughs> to finish. Ah, I was yeah. having such a hard time keeping up with what the fuck they were trying to do, what everything meant, like all of the different scenarios that were going on. I was mm-hmm. just lost with it. And I was like, this is the most confusing shit, but... <laughs> I did love Nick's character. So Nick's character was, um, so Joe's uncle, whose name is Lou, it was, uh, Nick played kind of Lou's, like, right-hand man, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, and his character's name was Eddie, and he was a, he was a freaking spaz. (laughs) So, like, Like, I, I read that, um, they, obviously, it's it's Christopher Coppola's movie, and he just let Nick kind of do whatever the fuck he wanted. So he mm-hmm. just is like, you know, you can wear whatever you want for the role. And so Nick shows nope. up on set looking like the uncle from Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, idiot. But with uh, black, like black sunglasses, not like even cool sunglasses, but like real dorky looking ones that he kept on like all the time except for maybe once or twice when he took them off but like yeah his his look was fucking wild and he had a weird way of speaking like he gritted his teeth (laughs) like he clenched his jaw all the time and had like a weird Mm -hmm. accent with a lisp in it or something yeah i I didn't really understand his what kind of like (laughs) He was trying to do with his dialect? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. It was very strange. And it would, like, come and go just, like, every time I feel like he tries to do, you know, some kind of weird thing with his voice. Like, it, there's some points where it was really strong and then other places where you would kind of lose it. I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh. <laughs> I almost wonder, like, because uh, watching it with the subtitles on and listening to him talk uh, mm-hmm. and reading the subtitles, I mean, obviously they're never, or they're not always 100% accurate because the actor will ad-lib sometimes and maybe add Mm -hmm. a word or just change the line a little bit but there were times where I was wondering like did he legitimately forget his line or what he was supposed to say here because he really botched those like five words in a row oh (laughs) jeez 
Yeah. Oh, but yeah. He seemed to be uh, having fun. He did. I know. And then the movie got just less lot a lot less interesting when his character eventually died off. <laughs> Pick a card. Pick the fucking card. So Nick doesn't show up until like 17 and a half minutes in, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so he shows up when Joe is looking for Lou, uh, wherever the fuck he went, when he followed his little locker bit with the keys mm-hmm. and uh, whatever. So Joe is looking for Lou and he asks the waiter if he knows him and uh, the waiter walks away and there's this guy that just is like, hey. So you're his nephew, huh? Uh, right behind him, and I was like, uh-oh, is this our boy? You know, like, I couldn't really, uh, tell, because he looked so fucked up with all yeah. of the shit on his face, like, he's really well disguised, but I mean, like, you know, you know your boy, you know him, just look at Yeah. Him. So, <laughs> it's like, he kind of pops up, and is just like, hey, you looking for, you looking for Lou? It's like, I, I know where he is. And so he takes him directly to him. Yeah, Nick is hardly recognizable because he's got that bad, like, wig on, and he's got this green suit, he's got these, like, you know, gas station sunglasses shades. I'm pretty sure he has, like, a nose prosthetic and then fake teeth, like, he's super tan, and so he just looks like a very Oh, yeah, he looked, he looked like he put person. spray tan on his, like, whole body. Yeah. He's, like, orangey-brown, um, and he's clearly on something, and we- we know mm-hmm. he is because he's like popping and chewing pills uh, in the yes. background of the office while Joe's talking to Lou. And um, then Lou suggests that Joe um, goes out with Nick for the night, like goes and hangs out, yes. goes out on the town. And so he kind of reluctantly agrees, but he does it anyways. And uh, so Nick stops by his lady's place uh to pick her up and uh his lady is this uh attractive blonde woman um who's making eyes at joe immediately as she walks Mm -hmm. out and uh and nick is clearly like he turns into like a little puddle basically in front of her he's (laughs) he's super submissive and um is like kissing her feet essentially as he's letting her into the car and she could not give less of a shit about him honestly he like literally gives her flowers and then she just like tosses them in the back seat like it was just like a pile of trash it's like nick doesn't even like give two shits he's like anything for you my love Mm -hmm. and um then Nick suggests that they have some family fun or whatever, and Joe's like, what's the scheme? And Nick's like, little pigeon dropping? You think you can handle it, friend? Um, so, ah, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I figured you would. So they, I was like, what the fuck is all this? Like, what does this mean? Yeah. But, uh, so what they did was they went to a bar, and Nick and Diane went in together, and Joe went in separately, and Nick and Diane are playing, uh, like, a wealthy couple, and they have this bracelet that's probably a cheap bracelet, because, I mean, like, wilds, Mm -hmm. or a stolen bracelet or something, um, and so, uh, she makes sure to, like, show it off while she's in the bar to the bartender, yeah, the bartender, um, making a big deal about how pretty and priceless it is, and she goes Mm -hmm. off into the bathroom and comes back out 
not wearing the bracelet anymore and is freaking out. She's like, where did I, I must have lost it somewhere here. Like, I can't find it anywhere, yada, yada, yada. And they tell the bartender that they'll give her $500 if, if uh, anybody finds the bracelet. Uh, So Mm -hmm. they give her a number and walk out. And then seconds later, (sighs) Joe comes out with the bracelet, (laughs) goes to the bar and is like, hey, I found this. And the bartender's like, I'll give you 200, or I'll give you $50 for it. And Mm -hmm. he's like, well, no, I'm not just going to let it go for $50. And then they work their way up to $200. And she gives him $200 for it. He walks out and she tries to call the number, but the number's disconnected. So Joe, Nick, and Diane just made $200 off of nothing. Um, Yes. Which... Yeah, didn't really make a lot of sense to me. But the guy that's at the bar that asks the waitress what she's doing uh, when she goes to call the number is Mark Coppola. He had one line. What the hell was that all about, Sam? Wow. So I because I was trying to find out because I saw, you know, that he was in in the the character list or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out where he was, and I could never find him. So that was the scene he was in, huh? That was it. That was his one line. They even in the the uh, on IMDb in the list, they even give him a name. His character name is yeah. Bob. But they yeah, don't, I saw that. Yeah, they don't address they, him by it, and um, he only has one line, and basically just asking her what she's doing. <laughs> Yeah. With the bracelet. Wow. Good thing I bought the movie so I can go back and watch that five seconds of him <laughs> being in it. <laughs> yeah, I could. You can see the um the relationship between like him and Nick in like the eye area. If you look at his face, if you kind of focus uh-huh. on it, it kind of looks. He looks like a younger Nick in the eyes. Um, mm. but yeah, that was Mark. Yeah, that's right. So they make it out with their $200 and uh, Nick takes them to a strip club and only uh, or yeah only Nick and Joe go inside and it's like this real trashy looking strip club <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you can tell that Nick's a regular there anyways definitely but... yes his his type fits perfectly in that <laughs> in that setting <laughs> Joe asks him, like, what they're doing there, and Nick is like, uh, baby owes money or whatever, and uh, <laughs> turns out baby is this big black dude in the corner who, um, oh, is surrounded did you by... notice how, did you notice how they're like, baby's in the corner? I was like, oh, oh. stop it. <laughs> Like a dirty, dirty dancing, dancing thing. Yeah. 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 It's like, God damn it. <laughs> but so uh, Nick tells Joe that it's his job to go get the $1,500 that baby owes uh, Lou. Time to get the baby friend. Wham. So Joe's like, uh, okay, I guess I'll do it. And Nick leaves the strip club and goes back out to the car. Uh, he's just thinking he's like, hilarious shit because he's he's like oh baby's totally gonna beat joe's ass in there there's no way he's gonna get the money mm-hmm. and then he starts like i don't know snorting coke or something in the front <laughs> yeah. seat and while he's saying i'm not getting off i'm not getting off and he starts like laughing <laughs> hysterically and like diane is fucking disgusted and annoyed and yep 
like, yeah, no wonder she doesn't ever want to fuck him. But anyways. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Joe and Baby come out of the strip club and Joe's, they're like best buds. They're, you know, like, you know, doing the little handshake goodbye hug thing. And Joe comes out to the car with a stack of cash. Yeah. Nick's like, what the fuck? Because, you know, Nick has been trying to get this guy to pay this money for however long. And then this mm-hmm. Joe shows up and he can do it in, you know, a matter of five minutes. And so Nick's kind of just ticked off by that. But anyway, so they kind of drive off and then um, Joe goes back to his hotel room and uh, Diane's in there, right? Before that, he like leaves the hotel and goes I don't know how the fuck or when the fuck or where the fuck he goes, but he goes back to lose <laughs> and he breaks into the office because he's trying to figure out what oh. the cake is. So he breaks into oh, okay. the dude's office and he's looking for something. And he finds um, the photo that he all, like he finds a whole version of the the ripped photo that his dad had. Mm. So he sees in the photo that the other per, the other part of the photo that he didn't see was uh, Lou. So now he sees the whole photo is uh, his dad and his uncle and his mom all together. Okay. And that's literally about it. Okay. So then we know that Joe goes and that's how Diane guess has time to sneak into his hotel Mm -hmm. room. Yep. And then like, so she's in his hotel room and she kind of like, you know, she's pretty quick to pursue him and he kind of like pushes her off and say like I know the type that you are and then I guess she kind of gives him this whole like I'm not who you think I am blah 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 mm-hmm. and then he changes his mind and then well, she she actually she reassures him first that she is not banging Nick <laughs> I don't sleep with Eddie yes and so he's obviously relieved by that because he doesn't want to catch whatever Nick has because we know yeah. Nick definitely has several STDs, his type of character. I wonder if he has any STDs in real life. I'm sure he had one, at least one. Probably. Because if you think about how many, like, people celebrities must fuck, like, Mm -hmm. how could you not at least have one? uh, Maybe a curable one, um, you know, but you must have at least had one. But anyway, so yeah, then they just have this long sex scene, and now they're pretty much together oh my god that sex scene was so long (laughs) i wrote like i wrote literally a long vanilla sex scene (laughs) long and detailed of this slow Mm -hmm. sex (laughs) yeah it was hard to watch i was like okay hurry it up let's go (laughs) mommy mommy we'll go home soon mommy we'll go home soon so, like, the next day after he bangs Diane, it's Lou's birthday, which means it's also his dad's oh, birthday, oh I God. guess, yep. because they're twins. Yep. Um, so <laughs> he goes to the birthday party, and Lou's wife is, like, some young, dumb girl that, kind of like in Honeymoon in Vegas, you know, you got that powerful um, mobster man, and he wants that young, ditzy wife. So that's who Lou's wife basically is. And she makes this cake that has little horses on it. He gets wicked pissed because he didn't want her to make a cake. (laughs) But she did. And he makes uh, Joe help him blow out the candles because it's also Mikey's birthday or uh, Joe's dad's birthday. And 
so he does that. Nick goes back to the strip club alone while this is going on. Um, that, because yes, this he's, is my favorite part. <laughs> he's just feeling a type of way. Uh, and Baby comes up to him and it's like, you know, why are you coming in here and harassing me? And he's like, dude, I'm not. I you, We got the money, like, whatever. Like, it's all good. And Baby's like, oh, yeah, so Joe totally didn't get the money. He just told me to pretend like we're buds and uh, then to head back inside like he didn't take anything from me and nothing happened and mm-hmm. and Nick's like does that mean that like he seriously like paid Lou with his own money like seriously because at the birthday he also gave Lou the money but mm-hmm. um, he gets like fu- he starts flipping out and then baby's like I bet he even stole your woman <laughs> and Nick mm-hmm. flips the fuck out and just yes. start like he goes on a literal rampage you want to describe what happens here dude he just what doesn't he do like he's literally just like flipping over shit he picks up water and tosses it in, and tosses it in some random person's face he finds some guy uh, that's like walking into the strip club and like karate chops him hi fucking yeah like he is literally just finding anything in his way and destroying it because he is so pissed. It's like, whoa, he is taking it to the next level with this shit. Oh god, it was pretty funny. Uh, <sighs> like, there's this dude at the bar. Uh, this like weird dude in a beard who yeah is taking note of what's happening. Um, because he this guy had been following Joe from the beginning mm-hmm. um ever since uh his dad died and then nick goes out into the alley to get in his car and this guy comes up behind him and uh <laughs> nick starts, nick's uh, not like, in the mood no nick is <laughs> yeah. st- he's still lit as shit like right yeah. so he starts reaching behind him and rips off the big fake beard and it reveals that it's one of uh one of the guys that worked for Joe's dad. So uh, he rips off the guy's beard and pulls and like pulls his knife from wherever he keeps like a little secret knife and like stabs it in the guy behind him mm-hmm. and um, gets the leverage, bashes the dude's head into his car yelling, let's fuck, <laughs> let's fuck. Because <laughs> um, apparently that's just how he fights. And uh, <laughs> then he uh, gets him in, like, a lock and asks him, Okay, baby girl! Who sent ya? Who sent ya? I didn't understand this tie-in, because I don't even know who the fucking character was, but uh, he's, he says Sam fucking Peckinpah, which I don't even know who yeah. that is. I don't think that character's no ever talked about again in the movie. But right. he, he says that, and then Nick takes that knife that he had and just slits the guy's throat while yelling and just hops in his car and leaves. Well, first he ends up going to um, Diane's place Mm -hmm. and he's just like, someone just tried to have me killed. And he's like, you know, freaking the fuck out in Diane's uh, apartment. And then she's pretty much just like starts like going towards her very aggressively. And then she pretty much just pulls a gun on him and says, Mm -hmm. get the fuck out. Like we're done. And then Nick's like, you know, he's feeling all types of way because he just got killed. Like his girlfriend doesn't want him anymore. And so then he goes uh, on, shows up at 
Lou's and is pretty much um, bashing on Lou. Like, how could you replace me with uh, Joe? Like, I thought I was your guy. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, Lou's like, oh, no, you're like, you're a you're a fucking hothead. Like, calm down. And Nick's like flipping out. Crossing little fucking filthy, double-crossing filthy, fucking goddamn fucking filthy little brat. How does, how does, um, uh, J- Joe find out that Nick goes over there? Um. Is it Diane? Does she tell him? Yep, so Diane goes to Joe and says that Nick thinks that she's fucking Lou. Um, that's what she thinks. But I th- mm-hmm. we think, and I believe that Nick says it's because, um, he doesn't want to be replaced by Joe or he thinks he's being replaced by Joe. So Mm -hmm. that's how Joe knows generally where to find Nick. And Nick at this point has a vat of oil frying like (laughs) on like full blast in like, I don't know, a kitchen or something somewhere. And he's got Mm -hmm. Lou tied up and Joe shows up and just tackles Nick to the ground and, like, they're fighting, and Nick does some wild-ass, like, vampire's kiss level, like, freak-out crazy <laughs> acting, and he put... He, oh, did yeah. You, did you hear the Peggy Sue voice that he put on, too? Like, yeah! while he's, like, going yeah. nuts? Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Like, he just goes all <laughs> out with this character. What a fuck? Huh? We fuck now! We fuck now! fucking hilarious yeah and then somehow like joe while trying to fight him off rips off nick's toupee yep (laughs) and and nick's like motherfucker and joe somehow gets leverage this is one of those scenes where i was like i don't really know how he did it but somehow joe gets leverage and he throws nick's head down into the the frying oil and just like fries the fuck out of his face yeah and um then throws him back on the ground and Joe unties Lou and they dump Nick in the water and Lou Mm -hmm. decides that he wants to fake his own death and he wants Joe to help him do it and Joe's like no not again because apparently (laughs) the the original con (laughs) that we started with was almost the exact same thing like his dad that was his dad's con his dad wanted to fake his own death for whatever reason and that's when the con went wrong and his dad died. So Joe is, is like, he agrees to it because how could he not? Uh, it's his uncle. But he's like, yeah, oh, it's literally the exact same thing that I did at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I know. It's so stupid in the way that, like, you know, he's explaining his confliction. This movie is narrated, by the way, oh by Joe. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so poorly narrated by Joe. <laughs> my biggest it's complaint. awful. It's just, like, random, like, you know, uh, when it's just, like, Joe, and it's just, you know, just centered on him, that's when all of a sudden we hear narration. It's just awfully done like it is so stupid and it's just and it tells so the one of the big problems with it is it tells you too much like and that's when things went wrong and that was the point when things just really went wrong like dude we know things are gonna go wrong you don't have to tell us they're going wrong let it be a surprise like exactly the beginning of the end started out normally enough yep so yeah that was just kind of made it another you know, D-list type of movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> with the did you over see that explanations. 
Did you see the budget for this movie was like ten million, and it only brought in yeah. like eighteen grand or some shit? <laughs> yeah, I saw that um, a lot of um, critics um, cleverly named it Dreadfall, mm-hmm. like Dreadful instead of Deadfall, and yeah. I was like, that is that is definitely accurate. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, let's be fair. It's only Christopher Coppola's second movie that he ever made. Yeah, um, that's so true. it's going to be bad, but damn, Nick, you really didn't have to do this to yourself. I know. <laughs> I feel like Nick was the only thing that really brought this, like, attention to this movie, because mm-hmm. I guess Charlie Sheen was in it, too. But um, not as but not like, nearly as much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. small role. So I feel like... You know, Christopher Coppola got lucky that he got some big actors in it, and that's how, you know, this movie got any attention, but goddamn, it didn't deserve it. <laughs> like, it was awful, but I guess anyways, we can get back into our scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, the movie After Nick is Dead, so it's less interesting. Yes. Yeah, After Nick is Dead, um, Joe agrees to do this con, and... The thing that they're trying to sell um, is diamonds instead of cocaine this time. So, uh, to sell the to find the guy that they're trying to sell the diamonds to, they he goes to um, this pool slash billiards hall, and not to you know call on Rumblefish, but I'm really gonna try <laughs> <God>. not to <laughs> say some dumb shit like Billy's billiards or whatever it was. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So he goes to this billiards hall and it's like some like high roller kind of place like if, while they were playing like when he walked in I was like I'm really glad that this isn't a really prevalent sport anymore because mm-hmm. it looks really boring to be honest and I really wasn't a hundred percent sure what was going on but he goes to play billiards and he goes to a table and he throws down some money and Charlie Sheen emerges from the shadows and is like, hey, you want to play some high rolling games? And he's just he like, literally yeah. looks like a vampire too, like the way he's dressed and everything. Like... Oh yeah. And he has like a private table in the dark that yeah. is like way off in the corner. Yeah, he's very mysterious. Mm-hmm. He very much gets off on, on playing billiards. Oh Yeah. <laughs> So they're they're playing, I don't know, $1,000 a point. And when they started playing, I really had no fucking clue what they were doing. Because I, turns out, don't know a thing about billiards. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a, you have to, like, hit the balls to get points. Like, you just have to yes. bounce yeah. the balls that's around I, strategically to get points. That's what I read, too. I was like, they're, the balls aren't going in the holes. Like, what are they talking about? Like, why are they cheering? I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is a different game. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it's like yeah. you have to hit both balls each time you yeah. you hit your ball. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can keep you keep going and racking points until you, you don't hit again. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing for like a thousand dollars a point. Charlie Sheen racks up twenty five points, and Joe only racks up one point. So when you do the math, it turns out that Joe owes Charlie Sheen twenty four grand, and he's like, "Ooh, but I don't have the money." <laughs> and so he yeah. he's like, "But I have this watch that's worth twenty four grand, apparently." So yeah. he takes the watch and sends it off to the back to have some people look at it to verify it. And uh, then Joe gets taken to the back to talk to this guy, where 
he tries to do the whole diamond trade and then the guy's like yeah i'll i'll buy some diamonds from you and that's when they they can do their whole con um mm-hmm. and so they do the whole setup and it's literally like exactly the same as literally as before <laughs> almost word for word exactly the same as before and um they are doing the exchange like the guys looking at the diamonds and authenticating them and then he's like well I want to see the all the diamonds, the rest of the diamonds. And that wasn't part of the plan because I'm sure, like, all of them aren't real. It was, right. you know, they only had part of what they were saying. And so he's like, okay, well, you know, well, there, he's. I think he's doing this on the fly at this point. And things start to kind of go wrong. And uh, when the moment comes where Joe needs to shoot Lou with his blanks... That he's that he has in his gun, he freezes oh. and he doesn't do it. And the other guys, the guys that want the diamonds, do shoot Lou with their real bullets, and they actually kill him, <laughs> like right there. And Joe, you yep. fucking idiot, you you know, exactly happened again. Yeah, yeah, and it's literally Joe's fault again. <laughs> well, the last time Joe did shoot his his dad, but he yes, shot him but with a- real bullets. Instead of the blanks. Exactly. And then this time he didn't shoot his uncle, which is... gave someone else the opportunity uh-huh. to shoot his uncle. And then, you know, he died. But exactly. the big plot twist at the end, we find out that Joe's dad is still alive. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> so and that, his... like, he set the whole thing up, pretty much. Yeah, his goon... Uh... Pete reveals himself and Joe's dad, Mikey, emerges from the shadows. And we find out also that Diane is uh, the woman. He's she's dressed up as Joe's mom and she's been like basically pretending to be a ghost, essentially. Yeah. And just like showing. Yeah, it was weird, like showing herself here and there to get Joe to believe that he's seeing his mom. Mm hmm. Which I found very strange I, yeah. and unnecessary. I know. I didn't really understand why she needed to be a part of that at all. No, <laughs> like, I mean, like... That was I, just very unnecessary. I could see why they would have her, you know, like, sleep with him and fall in love with... Or have him fall in love with her. Because yeah. it's a good way for them to get that intel that they need to make their plan exactly. work. Um, but, like, yeah... You can tell that she has some real feelings because she she doesn't want to take her cut of the money, but uh, Mikey makes her Bitch. take the money yeah. and, and leave. Yeah. <laughs> and then they they get on a carousel and they're having <laughs> arguments. So, like, Mikey and Joe have, like, this argument and Joe, like, shoots at his dad, towards his dad, shoots, like, the money, I don't know, the money goes all over the place, and Joe leaves. Right? Yes. Yeah, apparently he feels good with what he just did. He doesn't want to be affiliated with his dad anymore, because Mm -hmm. I guess his dad took it too far that time for, you know, not letting uh, Joe in on the the whole con to begin with, and Joe's kind of just like, I'm done at this point. I don't really know why he shoots the money case, but... Yeah, I feel, he feels, and, he feels or, really betrayed. The, that's yeah, that's for sure. But why the but, fuck they were on a carousel? Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that yeah, was that, so unnecessary. It was extremely <laughs> unnecessary. And honestly, like I was watching it, it was making me kind of dizzy. I was like, yeah, be, like spinning in lights, and I'm like, oof. 
it's a little much, but yeah, yeah. it didn't make sense. But yes. yeah, and then Joe pieces out, and then the movie's done. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And the credits were just like the carousel spinning or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I really didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't either, and I also didn't find a ton of um trivia on it it didn't seem like i saw that one thing about nick and how he was like he got to choose how he wanted his character to be in dress and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but there was nothing else really into it probably just because no one wanted to waste their their time and finding trivia about this movie just because it was so unworth it yeah it's definitely i mean it was um it was like I said, only his, only Christopher Coppola's second movie, which is probably also partly why there's not a whole lot of trivia on it, just because it's yeah, it's so early in his his repertoire or whatever. But yeah. when I was, I don't know how I ended up here, but I was looking through Christopher Coppola's stuff, um, just trying to mm-hmm. find whatever I could, just to something to talk about, anything, any information on the movie that I could get. And I found this short film that was, it was directed and shot by some director that's really famous in, like, underground movies. Um, mm-hmm. But it starred Christopher Coppola in it. And it's called, in the, the movie is called The Cage of Nicholas. But, <laughs> I know. And what? Okay, so, I know. So it's a 10-minute short film film and nicholas has an h in it so it's n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s and the movie this short film is shot it's featuring christopher coppola and it's shot in nick's mansion in 1992 mm-hmm. so you can find Whoa. it on youtube it's there it's a short film by uh this guy named george kushar i think and he he has a lot of like weird experimental short film. This like I fell into this rabbit hole last night while I was. <laughs> you got deep. <laughs> yeah, I got real deep. Um, and I wasn't even planning on talking about it, but like just because it, it was something yeah. else to talk about. But um, yeah, it was really weird. I mean, it it's definitely it's like another type of like it's like an artsy kind of yeah short film. So it's really it's a very specific type of you know type yeah. of film you'd want to watch um pro- it's probably not that interesting to most i mean to you to me uh i watched it and i could tell you you probably wouldn't like it but if you want to watch it and see like some of nick's mansion you can but otherwise like, oh yeah uh it's it's like really low res quality but that's a feature <laughs> of these short films that he makes so interesting. Um, yeah, it's on YouTube if anybody is curious to watch it. But uh yeah, it's Yeah. It was interesting. That's super strange. Yeah. I wonder why they casted um Christopher Coppola for oh, that. Because they, well they just Christop- didn't have Nick. No, so you if you watch you would maybe see a little bit more. It's really just them hanging out. It's Christopher Coppola and George hanging out in Nick's mansion basically. Like they're making pasta God. and talking, uh huh. I mean, like, but but Christopher Coppola was a student of George's in film school, so like, oh. they're friends. Like, he's a mentor basically to Christopher Coppola, and so like this is just like a thing that George did. He made a lot of just really weird short films. He made a lot of video diaries. Like he was just recording things all the time. So this is just one of his little pieces that he has mm. and it caught my attention because of the title yeah, the obviously yeah. yeah 
So, um, I guess, did you see how many other films Christopher Coppola has directed? And if any of them, all, like any other ones are like famous or something? Because I didn't know that. I'm curious of how well established he got as a director after this. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has 18 credits as a director. Dracula's Widow was his first in 1988. Deadfall was his second in 93. Ooh, yeah. And it says known for Deadfall mm-hmm. is the first one that comes up. I guess that's his most famous one. Yeah. His most recent is something called Torch, which was 2018. So oh. he's doing some, he does some light acting, it looks like. And that's where I found out, like, it was his first thing. Uh, yeah, Cage of Got Nicholas, it. video short, 1994. Huh. Yeah. Well, enough about him. This isn't, I was going to say, this isn't Chris's queens, but we call it Cage Queens. I guess we, let me <laughs> say that again. Queens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't Coppola Queens. <laughs> That's true. It's certainly not Coppola Queens, but I mean... (laughs) It kind of is. It could be. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so then, I guess, how would you rank uh, Deadfall on our list? I want to know how how this compares to Rumblefish, because this quality of film reminded me a lot like Rumblefish, and I was like, oh god. I I would almost say... I like it more than Rumblefish. Were you going to say less? Oh, I was gonna say less. <laughs> I do like Nick's act. Like I like Nick's role better in this part than Rumblefish. But, okay. Um. Yeah. I think I like the the plot. I guess of Rumblefish more. I don't know. I I hated them both pretty well, equally. Yeah. Both of them were bad. Both of them didn't really make a lot of sense. Ultimately. Yeah. Um. For <laughs> yes. rewatchability, I would rewatch. Deadfall before I rewatched Rumblefish. That's true. I guess I just for Nick's part alone, I think this movie is probably worth more of a watch than Rumblefish. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I would. Well, let's so, put it above Rumblefish. Above Rumblefish, and that puts it below Time to Kill. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I don't know. I. This movie, I just really didn't like watching it because it was so confusing and it was so all mm-hmm. over the place. The only thing that's literally bringing it to life is Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. I think the plot of Time to Kill was more interesting than this one. All right. I'll put but it if, between if Time to Kill and Rumblefish. That's fine. I I mean, it's all not right. like we're really going to revisit this section much. I mean, we'll I probably be back here again. But like... We'll be down in the bottom a lot. <laughs> Well, how the fucking new year, man? The Joker's wild! Yeah, so the next one that we're watching is Guarding Tess, released in 1994. It is um, described as a former U.S. First Lady wants a particular Secret Service agent to head her bodyguard detail, even though he can't stand her. Oh, yay. Yeah, it's described as a comedy slash drama. PG-13. Yeah, so that's that's what's on um, um our list so for, for next time. So Nick Cage, time. he's playing Doug Chesnick, and he's the agent. Yeah. Yes, he's the agent that the U.S. First Lady wants to make sure that he sticks around. But, oh, okay, can't wait. Yeah. Ho 
hope we conned you enough to stick around for the next episode. Bye!